Hello everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now earlier during the week I put a post up on LinkedIn because I had a question to ask and uh, it came from thinking that as finance professionals you know we're fairly familiar with accounting for key performance indicators, KPIs, we've been reporting them for, for 4,000 or so years all the way back to Babylonian times. Uh, the only difference is we've probably change the tools that we've been using to measure things and, and analyze them. So from the clay tablets to the Excel spreadsheets and the ERPs and so on. But uh, the question I really wanted solving is what's been the most difficult thing you've had to measure? Because with the explosion of data, increasing expectations from our stakeholders and internal customers and external customers too on organizations and finance teams, some of the things we're being asked to do, uh, measure and analyze and advise on, are becoming more and more intangible and less obvious to actually go access. They're not as clear cut as just simple financials anymore or transactions. So, you know, I had to think about this and said, look, let's just ask the question, what are the most difficult things that, you know, folks in finance are, are having to measure? And some of the ones that came up are really interesting, like employee dissatisfaction, perceived value, uh, return on investment uh, for like IT projects or business programs, or even the impact on the top line revenues of a new product launch. And, you know, the comments generated some good debate. And, and what was really encouraging was others in our profession willing to offer ideas and suggestions on how they would solve the measurement challenge of some of these. So that was a real big positive. However, um, there's one thing on the downside that I do notice as accountants and finance professionals, we tend to do a lot, I'm guilty of it too, is we just tend to jump into trying to solve these measurement challenges uh, without stopping and thinking first, is, you know, maybe someone else has actually solved it already. Uh, have we you know, really asked our network or put it out there as like how to measure something? I think it comes back to that sort of feeling that we have to always seem to know the answers to things. And if we didn't, then our credibility would be sometimes impacted. Sometimes the easiest, fastest, and most effective and efficient thing to do is just ask others or put it out there. Has anyone else solved the problem or challenge in our in our industry or even outside of our industry? And we can maybe be one of the first to apply it to our scenario. Um, but I have a favorite saying on this, and it is from Douglas Hubbard, his book, How to Measure Anything, which is no matter how fuzzy the measurement is, it's still a measurement if it tells you more than what you knew before. And essentially, you know, a lot of these things that may seem immeasurable, the asks that were, were being being uh, asked to consider, actually, it's virtually always solvable using simple measurement methods. You know, uh, one example, actually, I think from Hubbard's book is of a Greek being able to measure to within 97% accuracy the circumference of the Earth many thousands of years ago uh, using... The, the, the movement in shadows, you know, and, uh, you know, it is really that simple. So like uh, I won a challenge recently to to measure the impact of a new sales program, a new pricing promise. So what we do in our scenario is simply ask clarification questions. So someone comes to us and says, look, I want to know what the impact of the new pricing commitment is, the pricing promise. You say, well, what do you mean the impact of the new promise? And they might um, sort of say, well, we're making this commitment to to fix a price so it's clear to customers and so on. 
And you say, well, okay, well, why do you care about this uh, clear pricing promise? Well, the answer might be so that it drives more revenue. Say, so, aha, so now we're getting somewhere. So if it matters, it must be detectable. So where would we look? And then that's another clarifying question you could ask. So, well, probably the sales figures. I said, fine, right. But it's more than likely going to have a range of outcomes, isn't it? And if it does have a range of outcomes, well, that actually must mean by by deduction that it's got to be measurable. And you know, in terms of how we solved that, it was quite quick. It was actually able to use a data table in Excel. And uh, although we didn't say it's going to deliver a specific outcome, we said, look, as long as it delivers this range of, of increase in sales, this is the return on investment. It's got to beat this uh, uh, hurdle rate. And in most of the instances, it did. So on the balance of probabilities, we were able to reduce the uncertainty that the program would have been a success. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that is what measurement's about. It's about improving decision-making. And in finance, we have some very, very strong comparative advantages to do that. You know, if you think about our visibility across our organization, what's working well in some areas versus uh, in others, you know, we are a finance community in our organizations and outside. We've got these really great analysis skills, technical training. We have the sort of independence when it comes to giving advice that, you know, we're not, how do you say, we may be aligned to particular parts of the business, but, you know, shareholders expect us to be the ones to safeguard and, you know, protect their assets in the short and the long term. So getting the balance right there. So, you know, we tend to be a bit more objective than those that are sort of targeted or budgeted on the performance of their P&L. And... I'd also like to think that we have access to those decision makers because of that uh, support capacity, but also we've access to data and uh, the ability to unlock data that might be sort of siloed or stuck in various parts of the organization. So tremendous comparative advantages when it comes to measuring what might seem the immeasurable or the impossible. And, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, when we're driving these better decision making and being part of that decision making process, as I said earlier, it might be useful sometimes to see and understand and ask for how other people have done it previously. And that's why we bring on guest mentors of the Strength in the Numbers show to share with you what, what sort of worked in this area and what maybe hasn't worked so well for them, what they learned from it and broken those learnings down into simple practical baby steps. So you could follow immediately and get a sense of what was involved in helping drive better value for your organizations, better impact but also allowing you to become more influential, being involved in solving those meaningful problems, and ultimately having a more fun, rewarding, and successful career in accounting and finance. So look, hope you really enjoyed the show today. If you did, please remember to subscribe and let your friends and colleagues know about us. We're on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. And as always, really appreciate you investing your time with us today. So until next time, Take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers. 